0: Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarphone. Thank you for being here today. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to look at the sixth element of putting a financial plan together. That sixth element is to know our money personality. But before we do that, Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or circumstances that we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and that you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So in the prior five episodes, we've covered the first five elements of putting a financial plan together. First, we assess the current financial situation. We need to know where we are starting from. The second was to set financial goals. We need to identify what we're working towards. The third was to write out a detailed plan. We actually need to decide what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and when we're going to do it. The fourth element is to execute the plan. And we actually have to do what we decided to do. This is the hardest part of the plan, doing it and sticking with it. The fifth part is to regularly monitor and reassess the plan. That's what we spoke about last time. Are we headed where we thought we were? Is the plan working? Do we need to change anything? Creating and implementing a financial plan isn't a set it and forget it type thing. We need to regularly check on it and determine how it is going. So this brings us to today. The sixth element of a financial plan, that is to know your money personality. This includes what our tendencies are with money. How do we relate to money? Some of this can be determined by our natural, just regular personality. And some of it's determined through our experiences, maybe what we've learned from our parents or what we've seen other people do. Now, these elements of a financial plan, the first five, they all built on each other. There's a certain order to them. This one, the sixth one, and next week's the seventh item, those are elements that can benefit us at any time. And and we can work on these at the beginning, at the end, in the middle of the process of creating a financial plan. But we'll also see these emerge as we implement our plan and just move forward in life. So understanding our money personality can have a huge impact on creating a great financial plan and achieving the results we're looking for. So our money personality can help or hinder our plan. If we understand our money personality, we can be more intentional about our interactions with money and better understand why we might tend to do things a certain way or tend to have a certain opinion or perspective or disposition towards a financial situation or decision that we have to make. If you're married, it is so important to take the time to learn about your money personality and also your spouse's money personality. Once you can identify them, it usually provides a aha moment where you'll begin to understand why they approach certain things the way they do. Understanding your and your spouse's money personality will help you better communicate and work together with your finances. And you might also find that it spills over into other areas of your life as well. Now, in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, God tells us that he knew us before we were created in our mother's womb. That means we're unique and that God has a unique plan for all of us. And some of that uniqueness comes out when we work on our finances. And this financial uniqueness, well, that's our money personality. And there are different aspects to our money personality. There's a bunch of different ones, but there's really, there's two main aspects that I will talk about today. The first aspect is whether we're a nerd or a free spirit. So what are those two things? Well, the nerd, that's someone who likes to have information. They like data. There's typically some form of process or some you know, way of organizing that they want to use for either making a plan, making financial decisions, analyzing finances, or just spending money or saving money. They may have a talent or love for working on a spreadsheet, crunching numbers, or running a calculator. Now, the free spirit, they will find much of that pretty boring. They tend to be more of a, called an artist, in that they they like to live a little. They might enjoy surprises or spontaneous situations. These people tend to love life and want to live it to the full. So just to give some examples, when I work with couples, one of the first things we do is we say, hey, what are the money personalities? And so I give them some questions, and I'm going to give them to you today, that I pose to people. And it helps us to determine based on what answer resonates with you or what phrase resonates with you if you're a nerd or a free spirit. So as I go through these, try to think which one of them is resonating with you. So the first one, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Or you only live once. Now, I do like a plan. I'm not a huge spur-of-the-moment kind of person, so I would tend towards the first one of those, right? How about this one? Reading the new phone manual is helpful, or you don't need a manual. It's not your first phone. I mean, please, where's, where's the on button? Let's get going, right? So I tend to be the second choice of that phrase. How about this one? Your closet is organized by color, or the fact that your clothes are even hung up is a win. Me, it's probably a win if they even make it in the closet. Now, I'm a little organized with clothes. There's a dirty pile. And then I have a pile that can be worn again. So there's a little organization there, right? Here's another one. More people should be impressed with your spreadsheets. Or what is a spreadsheet? Now, I hold my own with a good spreadsheet. I, I enjoy a good spreadsheet. I'm not the best, but I think they can be fun. So I'm more on the first side of that. How about this one? You always want to be a banker when playing Monopoly, or you don't care who does what. You're just happy to play. Now, I'm, I'm like the first side of that. I want to be the banker because I'm quick and efficient, and I don't want to have to watch someone learn how to be a banker. Maybe I also struggle with patience a little bit too, right? But I'm the first side of that. Here's this one. You join Zoom early to ensure a good connection. Or joining a call late is not the end of the world. You make it fun. Now, for me, I will not be late. I don't like to be late. I don't like when other people are late. So how about this one? You research online for the best reviews before making a purchase or trying on, test driving, browsing. These are all parts of the joy in life. Now, I definitely look online and try to find the right deal with the best reviews. And if I don't have to go into a store and look around, I'd prefer not to do that. And then here's the last one. When the bill comes, do you pull out your app to calculate the tip or do you always round up and tip 20%? Now, I'm a little bit of both there. I round up and calculate the tip, but I also do review the bill to ensure its accuracy. All right? So if the first part of those eight statements resonated with you, you're a nerd. If the second part of them resonated with you, you're a free spirit. Or if you're like me, and quite honestly, most other people, there was a few of each. So for me, on five of those, I was more absolute nerd. And two or three other ones, I was a little bit of both. So I, I tend to be more of a nerd. My wife, Taryn, is much more of a free spirit. And that's awesome. If you're married, you'll find that you kind of balance each other out, right? Opposites attract. Someone might be a little more nerd while the other is more free spirit. And that's a good thing. The second aspect to look at when trying to determine your money personality is, are you a saver or a spender? Now, I know what some of you are thinking. We tend to think that savers are better than spenders. So if you're a saver, you're getting excited. You think, oh, yes, I'm right. And if you're a spender, you're like, oh, however, he's going to test this. I'm going to try to guess the answer that I think more towards the saver. Now, saver and spenders, they're both great. And and we'll we'll learn more why uh, in a little bit. They can both have challenges. They can both be great. But we all fall into these categories. And just like we saw with the Nerds of Free Spirits, it might be a bit of a combination of both. And I, I use the same method with couples and, and people when I'm, I'm coaching them to kind of figure out where do they fall into these categories. So I'm going to give you these situations, and there's two answers, A and B, and just think of which response is closer to the one that you have. So here's the first one. You purchase a $200 item on sale for $50. Bucks. A. You saved $150. Or B, you spent $50. You booked a vacation when the price dropped. It was $500 cheaper. A, hooray, we have an extra 500 spending money. B, that's 500 more dollars we can add to the home improvement fund. Aunt Sally sends you $100 for your birthday. A, perfect, I'm heading to the store right now. Thank you, Aunt Sally. Or B. Thank you, Aunt Sally. I'm going to put that towards new tires. You get a 5% raise at work. A. You increase your self-care expense category in the budget. B. You recalculate your retirement strategy. Or you find out that you're getting a large tax refund. Do you, A, are you excited? Are there many things you're going to be able to do now? Or B., you adjust your withholding so that doesn't happen again next year. Maybe you're out at a restaurant and you're looking at the menu. A, you look at the different options and you can't wait to hear the specials. Or B, you look at the side of the menu with the prices. You're heading to the store. A, you have an idea of what you need but you can't wait to see what's on sale. Or B, you have a detailed list of what you need you will stick to the list. And the last one, you have a large balance in your checking account. A, good. I'll keep it as a buffer so I don't overdraw my account. Or B, I move the extra money into my savings account to earn a little interest. So if going through those, if you were more aligned with answer A, you're more of a spender. If you felt that answer B was kind of more your style, then you're more of a saver. And if you're like me, there were six of those that I tend to be more towards answer B. So I'm, I'm a bit of a saver. So then when I combine that with the nerd or free spirit, I'm a nerd saver. But I'm really just kind of hovering off center. My wife is much more of a free spirit spender. And these are one of my favorite types of people, free spirit spenders. Yes, because my wife is one of them. But it, we can sometimes easily think that these people, I mean, a free spirit spender, they're going to go broke quick. Yes, they absolutely could. But I often find that they are extremely generous people, and they are so quick to think of others before themselves. They love giving gifts. They see so many situations where they just want to jump in and help. These people are usually very joyful, and, have a, and they're, they're a lot of fun to be around. But they do need to recognize that if they don't have a solid plan, they could absolutely get themselves into trouble. If they don't have a budget and a plan to save for the unexpected, and they're not seeking wisdom to make financial decisions, they can quickly find themselves in a pickle. right? It's just like being on the airplane. You need to put on your oxygen mask first before you're going to be able to help other people put on their oxygen masks. So free spirit spenders like my wife, they do well with nerd savers. Yay, that's a good thing for me. Right. She'll keep me around. But but you can have a, you know, any different of these combinations. You can have a nerd spender. You can have a free spirit saver and maybe re-listen to this, you know, the last couple minutes and go through them and try to determine where you fall. If you're married, go through this with your spouse. It will actually take what can sometimes be a pretty sensitive topic for most of us and just make it more of a fun exercise. You might quickly recall moments where you were at odds with each other over something, and it's really only because you were coming at it from different perspectives based on your money personality. If you're single or still looking for the spouse God has for you, determine your money personality. And as you work your financial plan, see if you have a friend or maybe a mentor that can help support you by helping to kind of balance out your personality and perspectives on some of these financial things. You will find it can be a great great support. Now, this is all fun and can be just a bit of a cute exercise. So why is this helpful? Why is this a key element of creating a financial plan? Well, see, God made us unique and our personality, our life experiences, how we were raised, it all comes out in how we think and look at finances. Sometimes we might find that we're a saver or no fun. We just save everything. And it can be a challenge. And the evil one wants to try to to run in there and turn that into greed, where we begin to think it's, it's wise just to keep it saved. We want to build bigger barns, right? But we miss the areas where the Lord wants us to bless others. Or maybe he wants us to just enjoy something. Or maybe we're captured by fear, fear of the future, fear of the unknown. And we think that money is what can save us or keep us from harm. Wrong. Jesus has already taken care of it all, and he wants us to be free of fear. Maybe we're a nerd, and we struggle with control. I'm raising my hand if you can't see me. We want to be in control of everything. Pride wants to climb in there and lie to us, telling us that we know what's best. And instead of laying our plans at the foot of the cross and asking the Lord where he wants to lead us. Sometimes I see someone with a free spirit, money personality, and they're all over the place, completely distracted by what the world is offering, and they don't slow down long enough to, to seek wisdom or even listen to the Lord. And spenders? Well, I mean, they can easily get sucked in consumerism and think the more we have, the more we will be happy, and they'll just they'll find themselves in the pursuit of things, not the Lord. See, so we have to remember, there is a spiritual battle that is constantly being waged for our souls. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. We want to know, love, and serve God with our finances. He has a wonderful plan for each of us, and he's given us all the gifts and talents that we need to be his instruments, serving him and those he puts in our lives. So let's challenge ourselves. Let's challenge our spouse to form and use our money personalities in a way that will give glory to God and help build up his church here on earth. And that is why knowing your money personality is a key element for creating a financial plan. I hope this was helpful. Please join me next time as we discuss the seventh element of creating a financial plan. We will learn how to replace money myths that we are constantly bombarded with, with money truths. Thank you for joining me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.